Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Mary Radzinski. (laughs) (laughs) We are shot out of a cannon. Yeah, we are happening here. Yes. How are you, my Mary, my newly engaged Mary? How are you? I mean, first of all, what? Can you believe it? I mean, how is Dr. or Dr. Pastor Kale doing now? I have to say, I am I'm valued. I'm a valued lady with a ring on my finger. Only took, you know, 70 years, but I did it. So you, I'm good. You, you did it. So I haven't even, so we had to get on here and we had to get started. And obviously we need to get into tonight because it was a big episode. So an after party was a wild. Um, Emily is just on a fucking tear. And um, so we're going to, I'm going to so have much. Mary. Yeah. Mary's going to tell me the whole story for this Sunday's Patreon. She's going to tell us because it was a surprise. Mark managed to surprise her, even though they've been together for 75 years. And mm-hmm. so it's very exciting. I'm, I can't wait to hear all the details. I told her, she basically said, saving it to tell you when I tell everyone kind of at the same time. Um, so that'll be on Sunday's Patreon because we have to get into this. And speaking of Patreon, obviously, when we're done here, we go to bonus content. So you get so much Patreon content. It's only $7 a month. So, I mean, it's real worth it. Yeah. Treat yourselves. Treat yourself. Treat us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And hey, if you're in the Spokane area, February 1st through 3rd, I will be at the Spokane Comedy Club, one of my favorite places to perform, even though I know it's going to be freezing. I love, love, love that club. Love Spokane. We always have so much fun there. We, because my husband comes with me because it's, uh, you know, hometown sort of for him. Mary. Sarah, I'm actually, I'm working on some dates now, so stay tuned, maryradzinski.com. I know I'm going to crash uh, Sarah's party in, in Louisville in June, uh, yes. so get get tickets for that now, why not? Uh, yeah. But, uh, but I will have, uh, stay tuned, more to come for some shows coming up, so yes. Yes. Yeah, and Big. check my website, sarahcolona.com. I have a bunch more dates, too. Um, listen. I, there's so much to get into here. I'm wearing my math soul shirt tonight. Uh, you can oh. get the link in our bio on Instagram or you my podcast. Um, cause I'm feeling real math soulish. Holy and shit. Me too. <laughs> I, that after party, I was like, Oh, and I know. So, so no, I know that people in Canada don't get after party. So we, that's why we, but we tell you what happens. Um, if you missed I was it. going to say, that's like the only thing that I feel is kind of unfair. Like I'm jealous of Canada a lot of the time. Like I want to move to Canada, but for this after party thing, what, what a big, just missing out. That's really unfair, but please, I, I, okay. I know we had, we take notes as we watch the show, you know, at the same time everyone else's blah, blah, blah. However, I took so many notes on after party. I would like, my jaw was on the floor Mark litter. Mark had so many comments about it too. It was just, it was incredible. I can't wait to talk about it. Okay. Well, we will get into it. I will. I just want to start off because it is the beginning of the year. And I know that a lot of people are making different meal choices. A lot of people are trying to figure out how to eliminate mealtime drama 
because we have drama on the podcast. We have drama married at first sight. You don't need no drama at your kitchen table um, for you and your family. So Little Spoon is a sponsor this month and we love them. Now it's a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime, snack time for your baby, your toddler, and your big kids. It's all delivered right to your door. They've got the Blendables, which is uh, fresh organic baby food from single ingredients. They got Biteables, which it helps the transition to table early finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, healthy and balanced. I mean, we've gotten to try these actually. We tried the lunchers. Mary, I know that you love this company. I do love this company. And it's so funny. Friends of mine with little ones love it, use it all the time. It's super economical too. Like even when you're talking about like the lunchers, the kids' meals and snacks, they're under $8 a luncher, starting with $2 a snack. They're fresh. They deliver build-it-yourself kids' lunches. They're easy to take on the go, made with 10 plus grams of protein, hidden veggies in every meal, and they make it fun. Okay. And it all comes right to your door. It's flexible, easy. Everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick the menu, change it up. So obviously we have a code for you. You go to littlespoon, L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash my podcast and enter code my podcast for 30% off your first order. Okay. Littlespoon.com slash my podcast, code my podcast, 30% off at checkout for your first order. You're going to love it. The price is white. The right, the quality is unmatched. And Mary. Sarah. Sarah. I can't I, talk. I can't even I, talk. No, I know. I know. We're stuttering. We're, we're switching words around. I, I am feeling a little unhinged. I think honestly though, like, like just coming off an after party, I, I cannot wait to talk about it. We can't start there though, because no, I will. So let's just start burn, with Michael and burnout. Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael and Chloe, we saw a little bit more of her. Uh, she, you know, she was, she's excited and hopeful. And I thought in that fun. She's, she is. I was going to say she's very excited. She's very excited. I remember feeling excited and hopeful uh, in episode one as well. So <laughs> it's just fun That's to so see true. someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see someone feeling excited and hopeful. And um, listen, she, she's, she's, he's not nervous, but he's anxious because he does know the worst case scenario. It's already happened to him. I think he's remaining very optimistic. I like we were trying to figure out how this was going to work. I like that all the cast members are going to come to their wedding. That's fun. Other, they, well, Becca and Austin yes. said they can't go because they're out of town. But I think that is kind of fun. It is fun. And that like, what a, what an interesting dynamic, super weird, <laughs> especially because he's given it a second shot. Uh, they all know that except Chloe, the, the lead in this wedding doesn't, but, um, yeah. I mean, I love that he rolled up to the group get together wearing the crown. He really has a great sense of humor. He does. He was basically like, I'm got to give it, give it one more go, uh, this crown. <laughs> but I think, I mean, obviously Emily said it on after party, which made me laugh. And I thought I had wondered how they were going to approach this, but she's basically like, ignore us, ignore what we're going through, ignore yes. our negativity and everyone falling apart and go enjoy this. They definitely, I liked how they all said when they all got together and they, all the girls were like, we're going to tell her 
when when you have to explain to her that she's second choice because right so they didn't yet but he was basically saying he does have to tell her then they said well this and then we're just going to tell her that's how much you want this that you're willing to do it a second time even though you had the absolute worst case scenario the very first time so they were they're all ramped up i think they're just like look at this this is it's hope it's hopeful yeah so it just allows them a little escapism to a time when when things could be happy. I mean, Jesus, even Brennan seemed kind of, you know, positive and uplifting about the whole thing. I mean, that takes a lot, if you ask me. If that's if there's any indicator that Michael stands a shot, it's it's Brennan seemed like a ray of sunshine talking to that guy about his future wedding. He really did. Oh, no, the game ain't over. Is the song that they were playing, but no, the game ain't over. So that's <laughs> They wanted us to know the game's not over for Michael, and no, he is—he's jumping. So it looks like we'll see the wedding actually next week, right? Um, yeah, that's what. Yeah. that's what it—it it seems like, and kind of a bummer, you know, that Becca and Austin are not going to be there. But because um, I feel like <laughs> the other what the other downers, you know, I mean, at this point, they're probably like, well. <laughs> You guys were the only ones we really wanted there. All the bad juju the rest of you got surrounding you. Um, but, you know, yeah, we'll good see. point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. It is it is kind of too bad that the two that are doing well so far can't be there. I mean, I'm sure, can you imagine that reception? She's Chloe's going to look around and be like, wait, this is the rest of the cast. Why are they all stuffed in separate corners, all of the couples? Why are they? Yeah. <laughs> and How where's. Claire's husband. Oh, he's in the hospital. I mean, great. Oh my God. Yeah. Why are they all wearing black? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I feel good about them. I really do. I think it's it's just uh, let's be honest, Sarah. I mean, with everything going on with these couples and the timeline being so different for Chloe and Michael, it's like when they when they spend any time on them, even talking to Michael on after party, it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have anything to say right now. You know, like proof is in the pudding. Let's just hit the gas and <laughs> let's see the first fight just so I can, you know, just know that it's this show is normal. And they're a little too, it seems a little too perfect, but it's also because it's so uh, different from what everybody else is going through. So. Well, you have to remember this is how everyone starts, Mary. It's like yeah. like everyone starts excited. That's how this goes. I, don't, I forget. I don't know why you're surprised that they're excited that they're getting married. They got chosen. She doesn't know yet that she was second choice. He, We don't have a clue what's going to happen. He's optimistic. I'll tell you what, he, him talking to everyone in After Party was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a, such a great attitude, man. Yeah, good attitude. Seems to be giving good advice. Um, so we didn't really see much with them, obviously. We will next week. So that remains to all be seen. Claire and Cameron were the other couple we didn't see a ton of because he's uh, he's got to get a brand new heart. It's oh kind of like the same song as um, The Game <laughs> Ain't that, Over. Was that really the song, Sarah? Yeah, it, it was a quick clip and it went, I got a brand new heart or something oh. like Similar, but that was definitely the worst. I rewound it a couple oh. times because I thought, well, that couldn't be more on the nose. More on the nose. It's going to say somebody didn't have to look far for that one. I they just oh. they just put in heart into um into the budge song lyrics and 
came up with that one. Oh, he's getting, he's not getting a heart transplant, but oh, listen, I, he's got to get a procedure. It's li- limiting. It's distracting. He, I, this is so under investigation right now. Not him, not his heart problem. I, there's nothing I don't believe about that. But I'm, I have both Cameron and Claire under investigation. Well, because Sarah Colonna PI. <laughs> and you are pretty good with that. So I'd be a little, I'd be, I don't know, looking, looking behind me if I were Claire and Cameron, if I heard that, because you're pretty good <laughs> at sniffing it out. What are your, what are you thinking? Well, because the, he, I understand we're not seeing everything. I understand he can't film very much. So, but I'm now back to now. I don't think she's really telling the whole truth because she on camera, she's talking about how he, um, she talked to him and he's doing okay. And she was really worried about him and he knows how I am. He knows I worry. And, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it just wasn't buying it because what he said was, I don't really have a reason to talk to her right now is what he said. He said, no, I don't need to contact Claire. I just need to get this done. So maybe that's just his way of saying, I don't need her to worry about this. Maybe it's just, maybe he was just saying it differently, but it just came across from her end that she's been in constant contact. And he's like, oh my God, I appreciate you. Please don't worry about me. The best thing you can do is stay away. And then is the reality that he's like, just fucking leave me alone. And she just doesn't want to say that on camera. I, that is kind of how it comes across. I, I don't, I'm glad you're kind of talking through this with me because I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I, first of all, her like, oh, that she's this huge worrier. She's created this character of herself in my brain that is like somebody's grandmom that just, you don't want to tell them anything or they'll fret and start a prayer chain and like just ruin everybody's lives with too many questions and just like, I don't know, does she care that much or is she overcompensating a little bit? I can't. All I know, Sarah, is that when she was telling the girls out on the rooftop or during that little group get together and she's like said something about, you know, just staying true to those vows in sickness and in health, I would be like, you guys were married for 10 minutes and you, yeah, you didn't even get along for those. No, you guys did. You, you guys decided to separate by going one, two, three. Uh, you know, pinch, poke, you owe me a coke at the table, and then <laughs> wait, wait. I've never heard that before. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> what oh. did you just say, <laughs> Sarah? You know what, wait, if you, if somebody ever said something at the same time, like if somebody, if you and someone ever finished a sentence at the same time, you never said pinch, poke, you owe me a coke. I think we'd say like jinx or something. I never heard pinch poke you owe me a Coke, but I will never not say that as often as I can. I had to Google it because I don't, what is, what, yeah, jinx, pinch poke you owe me a Coke. It's like, what do you say to after jinx? I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't, okay. I don't have it. I like it. it. Here's one thing that came up, by the way. How do you play jinx? You owe me a soda. Oh, okay. I, anyway, huh. I don't know. I mean, I don't even really. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, listen, this is an educational podcast. It really and, is. It mm-hmm. is. Sometimes we really, you know, I'm sure there's probably a million listeners that are like, both of us got something about this wrong, and that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it was like, 
talking about? I don't even know how I got. What am I talking about? How did we? Pinch, poke, you owe me a Coke. Oh, vows of sickness and in health. Um, yeah, just basically they they talking about how it just, yeah, you okay. She kept saying it was very worrisome for her when she was talking with the girls. And I don't doubt that, but obviously if she cares about the guy and something's going on with him and she can't really be there for him, I, it's not that I doubt that or anything about right. it, but I think right now, I'm now I'm like, oh, well, she has an opportunity to talk about it on camera when he does not. And so she can kind of sell her side a little bit better. And I, I, because I, again, I just go, I keep going back to this, but to say that she believes that he, she really cares about him and she's supposed to be in his life so that she could support him and be who he needs to be for her. She's saying this now when two weeks ago on after party, she basically said he shoved her off of her, said, Ooh, and that she's sick of how he portrayed, how he felt about her on camera. So if all that's happening in real time on the show, why is he her best friend? Right? It's just like all of that stuff doesn't make sense to me. I understand that after party is later, but the events that were happening have already happened on the show. So when she's talking about him as her bestie, she's also talking about the person that she says shoved her, not shoved her physically, but you know, it was like, ooh, get off of me. I don't want her. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Again, I think a version of that for sure happened. I don't know what version of it. And maybe hers. I'm not – I just don't understand everyone acting like they're besties and saying how much we love each other and want to be in each other's lives when on after party – like Emily go, and Brennan going after our, each other on after party makes total sense because they're going after each other on the show. Do you right, know what I mean? Right. Like, like it mirrors the show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the so the other one, I just – I don't get it. I feel like everyone's messing with my head. And well, I and I know that I was it last week or the, whenever I came up with the fact that I thought that Cameron might be the sociopath and that Claire's telling the truth. And it goes, I waffle literally every 10 minutes watching the show now. This is a, my question, too. What is it exactly that she supposedly did to hurt him so much? Because I know that like when she brought up the whole, you know, vows and sickness and in health, she doesn't, and she's talking to the girl. She's like, but I really, I just don't want to hurt him any more than I already have. So is well, that's that the other piece? That's right. the other piece that, that doesn't add up to what she's saying at other times, because she, even, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago at the dinner thing, when she was like, I, she said, I know I've been confusing. I know I've led you on. Yeah. I know I've been giving you mixed messages. She said that to him on the show. But then when she talks about it on after party, it's like, she didn't do anything. So I, and maybe oh. it's all because, yeah. So it's just you know very what? confusing. I wonder like the mixed messages, if she was just not into him, not feeling it, kept him at arm's length. And then one night went out, had a bunch of wines, came home and tried to, you know, reverse cowgirl on his lap or whatever. And he said, no, thank you. And that's where she's saying, oh, it was, you know, maybe it was something like that. So she's, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I I like to make shit up, but I don't know. I mean, I could see a world where she thought, you know, let me give this a go or something. And, and then he, and he, and by then he was either, yeah. And he was either tuned out by that point or he was offensive to her. We don't really know, but I guess I just, I don't, I, it's so, they're the only couple that is so different on the way they talk about each other on after party versus the way they talk 
about each other in each other's presence in all of the other people's presence. That's the, that's why it's confusing to me and I probably everyone else. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I, I could talk in circles about it forever, but it's not going to get us anywhere and it just upsets me. Um, yeah, he doesn't seem to, he, he seems a lot less bothered with the heart condition than he does with Claire's being in these little (laughs) testimonials, these little camera shots of just him. So that's pretty telling. I, I don't know. It is. And he could also just be bitter that it didn't work out. He could have said to decide to get a divorce at the table. And he was just relieved that she finally admitted that this wasn't going to go anywhere. And he felt strung along or I don't know. Yeah. And so, and he yeah. could also just be very bitter about it. There's not really, that's the problem with the fact, I mean, other than the guys in the hospital, I mean, I'm not getting, you know, he's getting a heart procedure. It's, I'm sure it's scary and all that oh. stuff. So, but for, for view, from the viewer perspective, the, the thing is that we can't see any more of him. We don't really know what's going on or how he feels, or if he's just like, I can't think, I can't even talk about that situation right now. Cause I have to focus on my health, which is probably the case. Yeah. That might be. Yeah. Like there's a reason for it. Well, I, I, just, I hope he does, you know, obviously <laughs> we wish I act like this, but I don't even know. Is it last week? Is it next month? I fight between after party and the timelines and the, hopefully he's fine. By now, his heart's all mended up, all patched, figuratively and literally. Exactly. We do, obviously, health-wise, we hope you're okay. And then once you're better, if you could clear some shit up for us, that would be amazing. (laughs) Please. That would be amazing. Uh, Um, Well, I think we have to go back in Austin, right? Yeah. First of all, if I had to hear... Austin say sex vixen. He only said it once, thank God. Mm, he mm-hmm. looked like he wanted to die when he said it. I felt like I wanted to die when he said it. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, was, it was the first time he's ever said it out loud. He should have given it a test run because it just didn't work, you know? <laughs> yeah. As like her friend said, she's a sex vixen. I was like, oh. It was like listening to Dr. Pepper talk about lube, just lube. not. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. It's not something I was prepared for. I wasn't prepared uh, for anyone to try to make uh, NSFW talk out of terrarium making. None of I that. Mean, I, I thought, well, if, no wonder you two aren't banging. Seriously, I well, I was just, I was as shocked uh, when he said that he's had sex outside. That surprised me. I know. Well, that's it. it. He didn't get very specific. He just said outside. Now, yeah, it really, I it's it doesn't sound very believable. One time, one of my girlfriends in college, had, she had sex with her boyfriend in a park, and the next day she noticed she had grass stains in her underwear, and <laughs> it's well, all I could think of during this episode. Made me happy. It was a fond memory for me and my friends. Um, I was going to say grass stains uh, anywhere entertaining, but your undies, that's a, that's a big night, you know, or morning. Bit, yeah. Yeah. A combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So we discussed this a little bit last week. Now I will say by the time, the thing that we discovered, uh, it was 
with this, we were on Patreon when I when I Googled something about Austin. I think we were looking for his job. This is why you should definitely subscribe to Patreon because we keep going and sometimes shit comes out of nowhere. So we, I'll give you a little taste of it. So we were Googling, I was Googling his job because we couldn't remember what he did for a living. And I found it and I, now I forgot it again because that's my, that's not my focus. But what came up was that during the initial home visit, Pepper, which I didn't remember this, but it was written out and there was the video clip and everything. Pepper was in his house doing his home visit and she found no condoms anywhere. So she said to him, uh, you know, a man your age, may, uh, do you not practice safe sex? Do you not whatever? And he's like, oh, no, no, I do. I do. I have a lot of one night stands, he said. And then- Yes. Yes. And so we were, now that when I saw that last week, I was like, well, that doesn't align with him saying I need to take time. It takes me three to six months to warm up. None of that aligns with what he's saying about his sex life or non-existent sex life with Becca. However, we also concluded that perhaps he was saying that to Pepper because he was like embarrassed that he didn't have any condoms, which you don't have to be. You can just say, oh, I don't, I don't do it. I don't bang people that I don't know, so I don't need to have them. He could have just said, but we decided the only thing we could think of is he was probably fibbing a little bit because he felt a little embarrassed about talking about sex. So he's like, oh yeah, no, whatever, Peps, I totally did have one night stands. Again, this is just a theory. But it definitely, if he does, I want Becca to go back and be like, wait a minute, I watched, I saw your home visit. I mean, I guess you can't do this till the reunion and be like, so did you or did you not have one night stands? Because you told me you like to take it slow. So that part was, is all, that's also under my investigation. That is, that, none of that makes sense. I mean, we were, so I was so shook when we, when we uncovered that last week on Patreon. I I think he is just grasping at answers. Same, like, yeah, yeah, I have sex outside. All all my underwear have grass stains. Like I think he's just trying to get through, you know what I mean? Like just just look like he's not totally full of shit. Also, it didn't really even occur to me, but if you were someone where you were a big proponent of one night stands, um you know, as a male or female, but that would mean you'd probably have a, a big old drawer filled with condoms, even more so, you know? Yes, exactly. That part, So that's why none of that really made a ton of sense. It's like, well, if you, no, I have a total one, one night stands and they're totally safe, but you're not going to find any condoms in this house. Wait, what? So oh. I don't know. And I don't want to, I don't, it doesn't matter what he, it, it, the reasons that he doesn't want to have sex and all this, but I'm just saying that doesn't align with what he's been saying about Becca, which is obviously getting in her head. And there was a lot of conversation about that. Um, he did, he asked her what she was like into oh, at stop, one point. Sarah, no, mm-hmm. yeah. I would rather, uh, like literally, uh, babysit, eat shards of glass, pick up trash on the side of the road than to, to hear them talk about those like so it, it it's it's bringing me back to Lauren and Orion that like so what would it be like like it's a fucking phone interview or something I can't do it I can't do it it is and when they were like like having this conversation about like so um you know in an ideal marriage how often would you have sex and Austin's like uh 
um, you know, like one, one, once a day, maybe once every two days. That's normal, right? That's what people who have sex say, right? I mean, <laughs> I wanted, I literally was like, why do you guys keep forcing this? These poor people, just let them just make their sex plant art and leave me out of it. I can't. When, when, when she fingers said, are great. How about oh, fingers fi- are great? F- fingers are great. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> I was just like, I like I am I am moving my kegels. Is that how you say? I like can't even just I'm so squirmy just even thinking about that tonight. And then when he when he asked about pegging, but the way he said it, he was like, So what about pegging? <laughs> like, oh, it was and then he retracted it right away because she kind of called him on it. I mean, I, I, I'm just so uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I am too. And I, it's so funny because Becca is obviously very confident about sex yes. and what she wants to do. And so when they talk about it together, the way it's, the way it is, is unbalanced and the way she kind of tries to just sort of encourage him and not embarrass him and make him comfortable. I mean, she even said, I know you're nervous about meeting Pia because you hate talking about national sex on national television. It's not your favorite, all that stuff. I I, I totally get it. And she's being really respectful. But at the same time, just as Emily said tonight, which was a very good point when Brennan was so mad that she brought up that they were having issues just because they had one good day at soccer that they're not supposed to talk about anything that had happened before. It's the, the, the only, this is why the experts are there to help yeah. you through this stuff. And Pia specifically seems very invested in trying because I don't know if I'd ever show up at Brennan and Emily's apartment again, if I were oh, her. Oh no. So it just, you've got to take use of that. And I do applaud as uncomfortable as Austin is talking about sex. At least he's trying to do it with Pia present and trying to help that out because he knows that it's really hard on Becca right now because she's feeling very rejected. Yeah, I I when they met with Pia, I have to say with as much as I poke fun at Austin, I thought he was very um clear, as clear as he could be explaining to Pia what might be when Pia's like, so what might be holding you back? I think what he said made a lot of sense to me. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, you know, and, and even probably, to, yeah, me, you, and Pia acknowledged it. Like, he was able to express himself in a way where it, like, they talk about it, about sex so much. And again, this, it's this, all this pressure has been built up. And he, like he said, a spotlight has been shown on him about this. And it's this extra pressure and he's in his head and, I I really kind of felt for him because I can't imagine what that would be like just in a regular relationship, you know, let alone with a film crew. I mean, that oh, has yeah. <laughs> to be just absolutely demoralizing. A hundred percent. And I do understand, and he even kind of said it again on After Party, he said pressure is what not a good thing on men sexually. They get in their heads, this and that. And I think, I mean, I think that goes for women too. So I, I get it. And I think 
when it all when things get so built up. And this is with anything. I mean, this is if I'm talking about how great my fucking spaghetti is for a week and then I yes, make the spaghetti exactly. and it's wildly mediocre. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I get it. You know, you yes. can't I understand. So I I think at least he was able to clarify that. He does feel like he's being a little bit better of a communicator. I will say we have more to say about them, but just since we're on the subject of sex, my hope is that when they do it, they can do it with comfort. And that is why they need our favorite attitude sheets. Okay. You will not get, what, what would happen if you could get an extra 43 hours of sleep per year? That's Something that you can do with these sheets because they are clean bamboo. It feels like nothing else you've ever slept on. They won't cost you or the earth, okay? Because right now you can get $35 off your first order with code my podcast. So this is unbelievably soft, clean bamboo sheets. They have over 20,000 five-star reviews and two other five-star reviews right here between Mary and myself because we love them. And they just sent us a new set because we renewed the ad. And so we have, I can't tell you how much we love these sheets. It's softness. It's uh, good for your hair. It's just secret to better sleep. And you'll love sleeping in them. Mary loves them. I love them so, so much. And honestly, they're... It, the extra sleep you get, I can't even tell you. Like, I would have wished for extra sleep. This is a true gift, <laughs> honest <laughs> to God. Like, these sheets are just preferred by everyone that sleeps on them, honestly. Like, when you wake up and you feel as rested as you do the way we do, you'll never go back to a different set of sheets. No, and they, you can try them for risk three, risk free for thirty nights. So if you're not completely satisfied, you can return them full for a refund. I don't think you're going to, but go to attitude e t t i t u d e dot com slash my podcast for thirty five dollars off your order plus free shipping. Attitude dot com slash my podcast thirty five dollars off plus free shipping, and then also you'll enter code my podcast at checkout. Give them a try. We are obsessed. Um, so, okay. We we have that he's been talking to that he talks to Pia Austin. We have that he basically admits that there's just too much pressure, too much build up. Um well, and so that's the thing. So that, that him talking about how it usually takes him more time and she said she's just never been in one that's moved this slow, so she feels that lack of desire. He said I want to squash that right away. I just need more time. She says even a longer makeout would be nice, but Oof. he did keep. I know. Can you imagine? Mm-mm. I would be like, no shorter makeouts, more penetration is what yes. I'm looking for. Yes, that, last sorry. kissing, more deep dicking, please. <laughs> sorry, is that the technical? <laughs> is that the medical term for it? Deep dicking. Yes, deep yeah. dicking. Yep. Um, yes. And I think Becca would agree with you that she's looking for a nice deep dicking right now and he <laughs> is not doing it. And he- here's the problem though, with that conversation that I kept catching too, even though it was good and they were being open and all of that stuff, he kept saying, yeah, we did talk about more foreplay, but then I understand it hasn't really been happening. Yeah. We did talk about maybe making out longer, but like, okay, yeah, sure. It hasn't really been happening. Now, by the end of the episode, he had put in some effort. I Emily would Emily would say that he did not that all the producers did uh later on after party. Yes. But whoops. <laughs> but I I think it, 
if he wants stuff to progress and I, and I understand that he is saying that he does and I, but he's also admitting, yeah, well, you did say more foreplay and I haven't done any of that. And well, we did kind of kiss a little bit longer one time, but then that's not, it's just, it just seems like there, I don't know if I was Becca, I'd just be screaming just from the top of my lungs. If I was Becca, I would be in the second bedroom in that apartment with a light dimming vibrator (laughs) that made so much noise that it would literally just shake shit in the apartment just so he knew that I was taking care of business. I, 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 okay. I thought it was so telling when it, when, and he is, there is something about him. I really like him. Like I would, I would like it if he, you know, was some, if he was someone I knew or was friends with someone I knew, like he seems like a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like I really do enjoy him, but boy, I wouldn't want to be the one trying to get his dick hard and in me. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but it just seems like just so much work. When oh, so he, much, so much He work. shared, he didn't know that, or he, 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 I guess, what would you say? Confessed or acknowledged that he didn't realize that foreplay doesn't have to be, isn't sex, doesn't have to be sexual or physical. That you can like flirt, yes. that you can send a yes. text, that you can say. It's a big deal. Like, yeah. You know, it, yes, and he still, even at the end of the episode, said he didn't understand it. And she finally, when they were um, doing the obstacle course, oh. and then when he, yeah, oh God, help mm-hmm. me! And then when they, mm-hmm. um, when he put all the candles, uh, or the producers put all the candles, as Emily said, and uh, the rose petals in the room, and then they were playing that sexy truth or dare, and she said, and they were joking around and asking each other questions. She said, "This is, this is foreplay to me. This is." Yeah. Foreplay, do you understand? And he was like, really? I just, you know, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I, I, I just, I feel for Becca in the sense of A, she's sexually confident. Uh, she's a sex vixen, as Austin said, that was said at her wedding, at their wedding <laughs> by her friend. She is sex positive. We know all of these things. So she's not only having to deal with a little bit of, well, a little bit, a lot longer of a delay in action than she's used to as she said, that she's also having to deal with literally teaching this guy from the ground up how to yeah. flirt. Yeah. I, I just, that part has to be frustrating. And again, it's not that I think he's dumb or doesn't know how to. I just think he doesn't, some people, and I'm not just going to say guys, but some people just think of like straight to the point. And, and like, I had, I had an ex-boyfriend. Ugh, he was the worst, but I just remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was the one I was with for like the longer time, my other long-term relationship other than obviously my husband. And this wasn't that long, but, um, he was, he didn't like to make out because if you, he wasn't affectionate because if he, if he thought if you were affectionate and it didn't lead to sex, what was the point? So he was almost, almost the opposite of what we're talking about, but in a way it's the same. Cause it was like, I had to teach him like, no, but you can be affectionate towards me. You can cuddle me. It doesn't have to mean that we're good. We're, we're, if, if you're you not to hump every time. Yeah. You don't have to hump every time. I mean, it's okay for us to have a little bit of affection. Like girls like to be touched and yeah. Right. You know, and right. I mean, men too, like we all like affection and to feel loved and it doesn't always have to be that it's going to penetration. So for Becca, she's kind of stuck with, he's done, he's doing none of it. Cause he doesn't understand that part of that isn't leading to sex. And then 
So she's not getting enough affection, but she's not even getting, I don't know why he said he loves fingers because he's like, fingers are nice. I'm like, well, then use them. I, I know really puppeteer me, please. We, <laughs> were you so surprised when he said during that obstacle course, those shenanigans that I, I have, I can't, I mean, I hope production helped him set that up. At one point, there was a stool on its side, like tipped against the couch, creating a, like a bridge for her to crawl under. It looked terrible. Um, but they had a bunch of fun, and I liked that. And when he had to share something intimate, uh, I forget what he said, but the one that His was feet like, are ticklish. That's oh, what he yeah. With. Oh, is that? Mm, well, you don't want to, you don't want to. S- you don't want to start with your closer, you know? So he, no, when he said, I like when you talk dirty to me, yeah. I was like, God damn. Okay. I mean, yes. well then there, so he has it in him. I just, I really believe that whatever his sexual experience has been up to this point, number one, um, I'll kiss your ass if he's had one, one night stand, but um, he, he has it in him and with the right, teacher who I think Becca could be that person because I think she really cares for him. She's attracted to him. She's patient, but he was been sheltered. Like his sexual experience, I think is like, like probably uh, very limited and just a, you know, one trick pony sitch, you know, where it's just sex and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think, Look, he set up the candles. Um, he said he tried to set them up to look like boobs because he's kind of. I think that the a part at the end of the day is a little bit immature, immature right? Immature, a little bit. Is, and yeah, and what would his, not just what would his roommate say? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> not to say that you can't make booby jokes or whatever, but I just booby jokes. It, it, it's what he does. He likes to make no. Booby I jokes. I, I don't like booby. Well, that's blame Austin. Talk to him. Don't talk to me. Talk to him and talk to Joe Coy for saying it at the Golden Globes. Don't talk to me about it. All right. I'm just repeating what people are saying on television. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I, I just look at the end when he, when he, she's talked about, I think when she asked, um, like a favorite part of her or something, he said, I love your pink hair. I love your eyes. I love your smile. You got a you got a great set of tits too. Yeah, there we go. That, okay. That's what I mean. That's I like it. I like a guy who says great great set of tits. I don't yes. know why. Yeah, but First, I do. it's just it's just an advance past boobies exactly. and motor voting and, and like the the five year old jokes that I think yes. she's getting a little tired of is all. So again, and we are too, and we are too. And I get it. You're not comfortable talking about sex on TV, so you resort to that. I will say. On after party, when that came up, and Emily, he said, Emily basically said, "Eh, you did. Did you really set all that up, or did production help you?" And he said, "Well, I mean, of course they help you, but it was my idea to, you know, I said, can you get some candles and can you get some rose petals?" She's like, "Oh, was that your idea to get the candles?" And he goes, "Yeah." And she's like, oh, "Okay." I mean, <laughs> someone seems to know, or at least believe that it wasn't his idea, or someone else was told that it wasn't. I don't know. It doesn't really, all that doesn't really matter to me because at any given moment, production could be like, hey, do you want to do something nice? Maybe some candles? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a good, I I don't know, right? Like, I don't really care whose idea it was in that sense. But 
is that coming from a bigger thing where Emily is saying, you have no ideas of your own. You're just doing what they tell you to do. Is that why she was getting so frustrated? I think, I think that is probably a good chunk of it. I think also she's Emily's very close with Becca. And I think she's just, she's just sick of the shit because (laughs) even after party, when it came up about, you know, again, how long he takes to become intimate and past relationships and stuff. And he said like three to six months was his typical timeline or whatever. And Emily like just, doesn't add up with the one night stand thing. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, totally does not. Totally does not. But then Emily jumps in. She's like, oh, did you share that with Dr. Pia? And why didn't you communicate that to Becca? Like she was all biz, man. I mean, she's done her homework. <laughs> she know, like clearly those girls are close. And yeah, I mean, that's honestly, we talk about Emily's face all the time. Just like the crinkled up nose and the squinty eyes when she's just like, you're shitting me like you're totally lying right now she couldn't have i just want i want a straight camera a single camera shot of her face during that entire after party i would probably watch it every morning as i'm getting ready for my day because it would just bring me joy (laughs) i know and it was when she got emotional when she started talking about brennan and i do think that's where a lot of her pushback with keisha was coming from which we'll get into when we get into them but you did. I don't know if you noticed when they were going to commercial. Austin lean over and yes, try to, and he tried like to touch her. Yeah, soul. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, a sweetheart for sure. You know, and they're all friends. I'm sure they all care about each other, except for the actual couples that were matched to be married. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're a great those, group of friends. They're not. They're not so close. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I could. I. I as much as I do think they had fun during the obstacle course, I could mm. do without the obstacle courses. I could do without uh, anyone having to o- open a basket of vibrators from Pia. Oh, I just, Sarah. I understand. Amen. And and like you said, I mean, Emily, uh, Becca was probably thinking to herself, well, thank you for this. And I'll use it in the room when he's gone for work because yeah. this isn't going yeah. anywhere. Uh, you know, he's not using it on me. So at least I got something because uh, I forgot to pack mine or whatever. So I- uh, all, my, all mine have been <laughs> drained of battery and or charge at this point, And I need a spare. So thank you. Every time Austin comes home, he's been gone all day. He's like, why isn't there any electricity in our apartment? Just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's like, how <laughs> come all the clocks are always reset? Why'd the power go out? Because I I, I like know. that we act like you have to plug your vibrator into a wall. That's my favorite thing about well, this conversation. <laughs> it is. One of my favorite things in the entire world is to you know relate to a vibrator as being a light dimmer and also, I like to picture, I like in this situation, Becca has a very powerful one that she has to start with like a pull cord, like a, <laughs> like a, like an old lawnmower, you know what I mean? And like, exactly. And that is what I will always, just for my own enjoyment, that is what I picture. Oh, and she sits on it like a riding lawnmower and just <laughs> rides it around the house. I hope she puts on one of Austin's hats backwards and just (laughs) has a nice ride around the, yeah, the the obstacle course. (laughs) Well, you know what, though? I will say she was very, with the end, like, I guess that was the part I really did kind of like with the end when he's, she like, she's still blindfolded and he's like, okay, come on, 
come on, you're almost here. Cut. Like they do have fun together and he can be so cute with her where I'm like, okay, this isn't the guy that is completely, you know, without a personality at times, you know, like they, they do. And, and again, maybe a lot of that is taken when the cameras are on and, you know, we, we don't know what that would be like, but Becca said, she's well, like, I, I wish we could do this every day. You know, I think she really loved it as much as I would, would, I would just divorce someone if they one time asked me to do that, but she would, she liked it. Yeah. And I think, look at the end um, of that, all of that. And and he said, do you want to do the other thing now? Basically when he, she said, I, this is like foreplay to me. I, I mean, he got a little steamy kind of, and he was, well, do he you think some, they he, did seemed, it? he came across as smooth during that. And I don't know. I think, I don't, I think if anything, there was probably just more foreplay than there has been it probably just a longer make out by like 15 oh. seconds. I don't have a lot of hope that he went, he went full in after that, like re- just got out of his head completely. Cause I think he's been so in his head. I don't think I, I could be wrong. I guess we'll find out next week. And if she seems a little lighter on her feet and I think she'll <laughs> probably tell us all, I think she'll say, yeah, finally happened. But I think my guess is, it was a a an invitation to further the foreplay because they were having some fun but it was like smooth and fun and he seemed to have yeah. a little swagger to him during that so i think he's got all that in him i just think for the most part obviously he's in his head and uncomfortable on camera is are the main problems yeah yeah and then i, I think mean- he is i think it set the tone in the very beginning and this is why i'm going to pitch that only castmates come to the weddings anymore because I think sometimes friends ruin it. Um, oh, yes. Yes. I think they set the tone too early for him talking about how she's sex positive, all this stuff. I think he already fucking panicked on day one when he heard all of that. I mean, God love him. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make him into like a rube or that he's like T- totally ignorant about sex, but I think you know. Even just the, the we probably heard sex positive. It was like, what the fuck's that mean? I mean, honestly, I just feel like he's so kind of. <laughs> she's paused. She's got an STD. Yeah, <laughs> like wh- What's, which test she came positive back? for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where I feel like he, they're so far off that that. That has to play into it. That, I mean, that, that is what it is that. And then he was probably like, before he got on the show, he's like, yeah, like I know how it works. And like, <laughs> I can do it real good. And then, you know, <laughs> I can do it real good. <laughs> I know how to do it real good. It's real straightforward that uh, those couple of times I was outside and, and then he meets her and then he, you know, and then I'm sure his confidence and self-esteem in that area is just plummeting yeah yeah gotcha. i guess so and the pressure and yeah. i don't know um and i is there a world where he just isn't physically into her i don't i don't i know i keep people floating that theory obviously go to our podcast group are you my podcasters on facebook i don't i really don't think that's it i i don't know why but i get the vibe that if he felt confident and comfortable in his own skin more, he would be all up in hers. 
right? Oh, that's, yes. That's, yeah. That was very well said, Sarah. Um, okay. I, I think that's, I agree with that completely. You know, and, and even like you mentioned, our podcasters uh, group on Facebook, there's so many like I things going on like, oh, is he, is he not attracted to her? Is he not attracted to women? Is he not in my own head? And I'm, I read through all these things and I'm trying to figure it out. And at one point I thought maybe he's, maybe he's, you know, like asexual, maybe he's just not really in, maybe he's just not, a, or not even asexual, just, he's just not a sexual person. Some people tend to have lower sex drive, whatever, but there are moments when he really, really is into her. And when, like, when he's like, I like when you talk dirty to me and I love your tits. And when you see those glimmers, like, I'm like, no, it's not those, it's not some big conspiracy answer, you know, some secret he's hiding. I just think he's not confident at all. Exactly. I just think he's too, I think he was very honest when he said there's been too, all the pressure's been put around it. And now he, and I just think he's in his head. I think probably a lot of, um, for him revealing that stuff on camera has been a thing too. And, and so I just think, and listen, there's no shame in someone who wants to take their time having sex. That's not, so that's okay. But it's just, I think at this point for these two, since they do seem to be good in a lot of other places, it's, it's a confusing place for her even more specifically because she is feeling that it's got to be something about me instead of realizing this is probably just a thing with him and possibly maybe he's all in his head with their religious differences and he can't separate those things. So he thinks like, how can I, you know, it's, I mean, obviously people have specific feelings around religion and sex. So if all of a sudden he's like, well, I don't know if we're going to make it work. And until I know for sure that she's going to be my wife forever, I don't feel right having sex with her. I mean, you know, right, I don't know, right? right? There could right. be a million things, but like, I don't think it is. Yeah. is is quite as deep, uh, as far as other things. I just think he's, he's just in, in his head is the, yeah. And the wrong one. The wrong one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It, we're fun. That was fun. We are fun. Well, speaking uh, of fun, um, <laughs> Brennan and Emily, boy, they played when they were sitting at that uh, in the apartment when the episode started. There was just like doom music. It was just like dun oh, dun, which they should Star just, Wars like oh, evil villain. Yes, I, he talked about how he wasn't in the headspace uh, to talk. This was post uh, the hot anniversary meltdown. Din- Oh, that's right. No, just kidding. Yeah. Post. Yeah. Yes. Yes. After last week when he was like, what do you want me to faint? I'm going to faint. And she uh, called him on it. And then he acted like she was an asshole for repeating basically what he said. But okay. Um, He, she def, she basically said, "I, I apologize that you were on the spot and I wasn't trying to be mean when I was talking about you needing to get out of the hot tub. I was just basically saying what you said. But I kind of snapped at you because you won't answer. You shut down. Your actions make me feel bad. I don't know how much clearer she can be. I mean, this is, it's, I don't know how none of this is clear to him at this point. I know. It, it's unless he's literally wearing like noise canceling headphones while she's speaking, he's being very, very stubborn. I mean, Brennan definitely like says the right things. You know, like he understands that she didn't feel supported and that there's a lack of effort on 
you know, his part. He's sorry if he's hurting her. He's going to work on how he's coming across with his delivery. But that's all just total horseshit because he always says the right thing. I mean, I can see how she must feel like she's living in some, you know, fantasy land where it's opposite day all the time. He says all of the right things. I It makes complete sense to me why she at this point in the season in front of Dr. Pia just sort of was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going along with this shit anymore. I'm going to just sort of speak what the speak my mind and see what happens. Cause it's not working. No. And, and that's the whole point of Pia coming to visit. If Pia didn't come over so they can talk about how they had a nice day at soccer, it's, it's fine that right. they did. And I don't know, he gets so hung up on that. Um, I know I'm going to go on a rant, so we need to we need to tell you guys about Thrive really quick before I get really heated yes. and my mascara, my wonderful mascara from Thrive starts running <laughs> from my tears. Um, we obviously, we love Thrive very, very much. Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. They are beauty products that are certified 100% vegan, cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance, trademark formulas. They are imagine like amazing. We love this stuff so much. Um, they also give back. So for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which we love, love, love about a product. Mary, I know how much you love your mascara. I'm obsessed with the Liquid Lash Extensions mascara. Lasts all day without clumping or smudging or flaking. Literally looks like I have lash extensions. I get asked all the time. Um, And I also love the easy removal. Like it slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. No soap required. Flake-free tubing formula that dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. Amazing. They also have a new semi-permanent smoothing lipstick they sent us. We got to try it. It's amazing. Gives you visibly fuller, smoother, nourished lips. I'm wearing mine right now. Love it. (laughs) Obviously, we got a code for you. Go to Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com slash my podcast, thrivecosmetics.com slash my podcast for 20% off your first order and you will love it. I promise they give back. It's a luxury beauty that gives back. Big fan. Try it out. Now, okay, now I don't have to cry because I got calmer reading about yeah, a nice, about- <laughs> a nice ad. Um, <laughs> no, I first of all, I could tell you what, it, the, the obstacle course I can do without. The notes to the younger selves oh, I can do Sarah. without. Sarah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I know we're not going to have to read, listen to Cameron and Claire as I guess, because they're not ever going to be in the same room again. I, hopefully Michael and Chloe don't have time to write notes to their younger selves. So maybe this was the only time we had to see them. Um, they both had nice notes to their younger selves. Okay. They, they both, she thought it was therapeutic. Um, she talked about her dad really pushed her in high school and about how he used to make her cry a lot. And she thought he pushed him too hard, but it actually is important to who she is down the road, being pushed, having someone believe in you, all of those things. So it's good when they talk about this stuff, but I hate it. And I don't know why. Uh, I hate it too. I'm not, I I guess I see the point because it's like, oh, I mean, through this exercise, we sort of saw how Brennan almost wished he had somebody that pushed him or was supportive of him 
the way yeah. Emily's dad was, right? So it made I made me a little like, sad. I know, me too. It really did. And um I think that was like the most vulnerable that we've seen him is when she asked him after he because his letter was pretty to the point, or not to the point, but it was like, uh, you know, you'll 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 be okay, pal, and mom and dad love you very much, but they have a funny way of showing it and you know just kind of what you would think maybe. Well, but. he basically, he revealed that he didn't really have a lot of fun at a young age, that he started talking yeah. to this, uh, his dad, a friend, a friend of his dad at a young age, that um, one of his classmates' dads, I think is what he was saying, who was like a real estate guy. And he started picking his eight young, eight, his brain at a young age. And I have a husband who was very much like a business guy at a young age. Okay. I think I've told this before, but he used to hoard his Halloween candy. And then when every sucker in the neighborhood ate all their ha- Halloween candy too fast, John would sell it. His. <laughs> and uh, he, he started like it. investing, literally like started investing money in the stock market when he was a kid. So, uh, so you can have a business brain when you're young and probably blow through uh, your youth too quick in some ways. I think that's kind of what he was saying is I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And he even said that later he said, I should have enjoyed being younger a little bit more. I could have enjoyed life as a kid. And I put too much pressure on myself. This is a guy who has been saying from day one, divorce is not an option. So I think we already know he puts too much pressure on himself because well, it is an option and it's the option that you're going to have. So, yes. yep. um, for sure. Like, I don't have any doubt about that. So you guys can take my money. If, or whatever. I'll take your money if you want to bet me on that, whatever. I'm sure nobody does. But um, I think, yeah, there was some nice stuff. They had a nice moment, but sometimes it just feels like there's a gun to his head to have the moments. Although um, I at least appreciate that he did the exercise and, and, yes. and felt that he opened up a little and he was listening to her and same thing when they were playing soccer. They're, oh God, at one point after they read those letters through the themselves. There's this little song and it was like, oh, I know you're worth the fight. Uh oh, you're worth the fight or something. And I thought, is he? Are uh, they? Is he? Is this? Is, <laughs> is this worth the fight? It doesn't feel like it's worth the fight to me. My favorite part is when you do the little ditty and you're like, oh, oh, is it worth the fight? And they're like, or something like that. Like you're just like, you always throw that. It's like my favorite part of the song is you're like, you got it. And like your eyes are shut and you're like really feeling it. And then you're just like, or it was like something like that. It was like close to that. It's fine. Something close to that. Well, listen, I'll be honest. By the time the show ends and we hop on here, I have so many songs in my head. They all start meshing into one. So I have um, voices in my head that are telling (laughs) telling me to (laughs) jump down the stairs. I I do listen. I have to say one of the best air quote friends that I've seen on mm. this show in mm-hmm. seasons was Richie. Yes, my boy Richie. Even, your boy, our boy Richie came through. Richie was first of all, he was very um, honest, and I thought the conversation was very revealing. Yes. Right. Yes. And, yeah. It was, it was, and it also helped all of us. And because there's been just like theories about Austin and why they're not doing it and why this isn't happening or this isn't happening. 
there is even float. Oh, what is it? Is there some deep dark thing about Emily that he's decided that this turned him off and he don't really embarrass her on TV? No, he got one thing in his head. Yeah. And he can't get over that one thing in his head. Now, I actually can relate a little bit to that. Not when it comes, well, I can relate a little bit to it. I, I can. can too, I can, actually. Yeah. A little bit. And in fact, it probably a lot of people can, right? A lot of people can think back to a time when we went on a first date and just, I don't know, one thing happened and you went, well, yep. can't get, can't even feign interest in this person. Okay. Yes. And be it a dirty car, which was once for me, just a real dirty car. I just thought, sure. well, you know, this is not how you pick a lady up for a date, you monster. Yeah. And, and that's um, enough to send you yeah. on your way, not looking back. I now, hear it. Chan- chances are you weren't super interested in the first place when something can turn you off that's like kind of material or quick. I Oh, God. I remember one time I was so into this guy that I used to do catering with. Um I used to cater for this company called El Cholo. Real good Mexican food. Anyway, <laughs> he was so hot and I was so attracted to him for so long. And when he was, he finally asked me out and he picked me up for a date in a white tank top. <laughs> and I just, that was I just it. Bought, it was over. I don't know. And like, honestly, my husband wears tank tops, not like out, but just yeah, to, yeah. to the beach and around the house. But there was something about wearing just a white tank top to, to – and it wasn't like, you know, we were sitting outside and it was 9,000 yeah. degrees. It was just – yeah, it just seemed like a like an aggressive That feels more look. like laundry day when you don't yeah. go anywhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it was like a nice restaurant. It just – none of it felt right to me. Oh. So anyway, I mean, boy, though, the, 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 the way I went from I can't wait to go on a date with this guy who I've had the hots for for so long to him showing up in my house and me just fucking dying inside. Oh, and it uh, had to have been immediate too, right? Because you mean oh, it's it's first did you first thing you see and now you got to go through the whole date. Oh, it was immediate. And thank God he was kind of a bad date planner cuz he I mean, it sounds nice cuz he scheduled us massages, but like but not but separate massages, so we mm. were just we just spent basically 2 hours in different rooms. <laughs> and it actually sounds kind of nice. <laughs> oh, I know. Now I'm like, now I, at the time I thought, God, like a couple's massage, but then he showed up in that tank top and I was like, thank God we're not <laughs> in the same room. Um, anyway, but the way I went from, so I do understand getting something in your head, not getting over it. Now, however, this seems to be a big pattern for Brennan. His friend said it. His friend said, you get hung up on one thing. You can't get past it. So whether it was hey, do your parents like to party? Or <laughs> I got white girl wasted. He, again, he didn't seem bothered by those things when she said them and he didn't seem bothered by them on the honeymoon. So I yeah. don't really think that was it, but I think, he, or did he start getting in his own head about, I, who knows? But it was, thank you, Richie. Yes. For taking him a little bit to accountability as a friend, being a real friend and saying, look, this is what you do. I don't want you to do that. Is there a way for you to not do this this time? And um, Brennan basically said, well, I mean, if you, I know you don't think I'm doing much, but like we go to lunch and stuff. <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so uh, we grabbed lunch a bunch last week. How's that working for me? What do you think? I, first of all, it, it does, I, I don't know how to say it, but like it gave me a little, to think about in terms of 
Brennan's character, if someone like Richie is his best friend, if that makes sense. Because meaning it made me think more of Brennan because Mm -hmm. the way Brennan was respectful of what Richie said to him, he took his advice or he took his kind of counsel like he he was open to it and he wasn't defensive at all with him and i thought that was really interesting because he we've seen him be so fucking defensive with everyone and everything and he's like you know his jaw muscles are clenched and his you know big <sighs> breathing and stuff and it's like this richie was just kind of it showed me that maybe there is something with Brennan with like a loyalty and a history that if you do have that with him, if you're in the he circle trusts of trust, you, yeah, you know what? That's what it is. Richie is the circle of trust. It's just Richie yeah. hugging Brennan. That's the circle of trust. No, I agree with you. And here's the thing between that. Now that you're saying it, and between that and then the conversation they later had with Pia, where she said, do you, are people allowed to challenge you in your life? And he said, yeah. And are your friends allowed to have different opinions than you? Of course. Is Emily allowed to? And he just sat there. Right. I'm I'm paraphrasing. Yes. So there's, and that's why, and listen, and she did in that conversation, we're kind of all over, it doesn't matter. But in that conversation, she basically said, well, what did I do to break your trust? And Pia was like, no, hold on. Let's find out how you can build it first. And, and, but I felt the same way. Emily did. I, I, I understand Pio, you know, saying let Brennan talk about this first, but I think we all feel the same way Emily does was with this whole circle of trust. He babbled about that on the honeymoon. You, you've made the jokes about like, he's like, meet the parents. Um, <laughs> and, and so she, I think she was, of course she's confused. Well, what do you mean when the trust is broken? How did I break your trust? And why does it start with broken trust? Why do I have to, how, how come I, we, we can't start with you trusting me? And then if I, you know, go fuck you over somehow, then we can have another conversation where you don't trust me anymore. It just seems like he's got a very big sort of wall and standards for this whole trust thing that I don't quite think I'm, I'm understanding. Yeah, it's hard to be on board with it or understand where he's coming from without having any little nugget idea of what he's talking about because i mean the term breaking someone's trust or someone losing trust in you usually is the result of an an action of an act of betrayal you know i mean we've heard nothing of that there's been no yeah maybe she gets boozed up or she you know but i i don't he's given us nothing to side with him. And if he wants to keep, you know, keep it that close to himself, we're not, we're not going to be on his side because we can't understand it. Do you think she broke his trust when she, she cuddled him so hard it almost smothered him to death? Like you talked about last week. <laughs> that might've been, she might've, that it was either that or she broke his trust when um, she was trying to hang from the shower curtain <laughs> Just swing up in there, all sudsed up, wrap her legs I, around his waist. By the way, uh, we'll get into the Keisha Emily argument tonight or oh tense moments tonight. But I was like, hello, Keisha, why are we not asking her about her <laughs> shower curtain and uh, smother cuddle? But I, anyway, smother cuddle. It, yeah. 
I guess because it was so ridiculous that like once he started talking about it, everyone went, okay, well, this isn't really nearly as dramatic as he started with, but okay. Um, well, okay. I want to give Brennan his proper credit. Okay. This isn't, I'm okay. not going to, don't go all Kristen, uh, uh, Kristen yelling at the experts, which she just, which was rightfully so when she said, I'm sick of Mitch getting credit for just being a decent person for a second. Um, which we love Mitch, uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. It you is guys a watch perfect. San Diego. Yeah. yeah. She was like, okay, great. I'm glad we had a good day, but can we not, you know, just act like he's getting all the credit when I'm working my ass off over here, which is, so I don't, I'm not giving him, but he was night nice, during the soccer thing. Yeah. I felt that he was, he was, he was actually very impressed with, um, her talking about her, her, you know, how good she was at soccer and being a captain and, Basically, he related it back to, well, when he played baseball, he, he, you know, he wasn't, he was pretty bad, but then he wanted to get good and he wishes he had the extra push that she had, maybe like a coach and um, maybe he would have made his team. Like there was, it was a good conversation. Um, I, I did feel for him, which I've already mentioned once, but when he said, wasn't it refreshing that your dad believed in you? And I thought, well, Jesus yeah, Christ, that's I know. a telling. I know. Yeah. So regardless of how he's behaving in certain ways on the show, that, that told you a little bit of a nugget about him that you thought, oh God, is this why someone's so convinced or, or like obsessed with appearance and how he's coming across and all these things because dad didn't believe in you? Well, like yeah, and maybe the pressure coming down even in this being on this reality TV show, you know, don't let me down. Maybe he, he has this pressure from his father, whether it's real or just in him of, I can't, you know, I can't embarrass myself. I can't embarrass my family. And it's just like, it's taken a whole nother level. Yeah. And I will say, I don't, um, I'm not sure. I, and I don't blame her for this, but I'm not sure that Emily really picked up on how into all of this stuff that he was like, I don't know when he was like, Oh, is that's great. And I could see you, you're charismatic. I could see why you were a captain. I could see you as a good leader. Um, she just kind of was like, yeah, well, but you know, she was, yeah. Kind of Cause she was just, in her own head about it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure she picked up that he was actually paying a lot of attention there. Now, again, this doesn't excuse everything else. And then therefore mean that they shouldn't have had the conversation they have with Pia. Absolutely. They should have, but I thought it was it was a glimpse of him sort of being uh maybe it's just too little too late too at that point right maybe well, maybe you know yes. he's like a he's like a he's like a per, he's like a walking white tank top on a date it's just too late the valves <laughs> just are white shut tank off top everything's with legs. over just just, walk, just walking around I I feel like it really made me wonder with so this is the thing, because on After Party, and I feel like up to this point, and even after this point, I'm, I find myself siding with Emily and just kind of understanding where she's coming from more. The little tiny part that I almost felt bad for Brennan with the PS situation, I didn't feel bad for him, but I almost kind of understood is what you just were, I think, alluding to. I think he had a really good time on the soccer date. Like to the point of like, 
I had that in my notes, like Brennan had a blast. I mean, he just really seemed very into her. It just, that was like the first time I ever, I felt that since the honeymoon. And so then you're, I guess I'm thinking like, he's probably thinking he's going into this, what this meeting with Pia thinking, man, yeah, we, we had like, I feel a little bit more connected now. And like me, you know, we're making some strides and then because they have to focus on the past, which he's unable to do to bring up things he doesn't want to talk about, then it's like, it's a wrap. Even though I don't agree with him, I can see in his head, he's like, oh, like he had to get out of jail free card. Like we can go and have a nice conversation with Pia because things are good. And I'm actually like, we had a lot of fun. But then like Emily brought up on after party, like, oh, you want to know what happened before we went and played soccer. I mean, so the reality is, is things aren't great. And the soccer, the soccer date doesn't define their relationship. But I think for him, it might've been a baby step in the right direction of him feeling closer to her. Right. And I agree. And I know that that is exactly why he was exasperated. However, you don't have a good marriage brewing or things aren't working out because you guys had one nice day at an indoor right. soccer place. Right. So it, of course, she can say, yeah, because he, he he also, look, he also was like, why can't we focus on, uh, we said that we're not going to dwell on the past. Like we agreed. We're not going to, yeah. you know, he's, he's again trying to get her like, no, like, let's just talk about how we had a good day. Well, I mean, come over. And talk to Pia and say we had a great day at soccer. Okay, and then what? She just leaves. I mean, that's not right. Any, right. That's not helpful. There's still stuff she's still hurting. Just because you guys had a good day doesn't mean. And I, I think that's the problem. Is he's so disconnected from, from how she feels and from picking right. up on how, she, how she feels that it's like, okay, yeah, we had a good day, and you know what? I want to keep having good days. So what can we talk about here to make that happen? And he just doesn't have that capacity. Like his brain just obviously doesn't work that way. He's just like sweep it under the rug and move on. And I'll tell you what, that's when you, that's, I'd be pulling down shower curtains too. If somebody, <laughs> you know, if, if you're, yeah. if you're wanting me to just, because he, he does get, he does get defensive. And again, like you said, okay, can we see why, uh, from his perspective, I can see that he was coming in Hi, you know, having a nice day. Why are we? And then she's like, yeah, but the next day he'll pace and throw things at walls. She said, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so she's trying to get past all this other stuff. And I, I, I think, I think she's tired of everything being on his terms. That's very clear. And she says, um, you know, basically that the touching thing, that Pia gave them that exercise. And then he said, well, let's do hugging. And she was like, okay. And then she goes, well, that was his idea. And then he gets mad. Well, you told me to come up with an idea. And then when I come up with it, you get mad at it. And it's like, well, sure. But she, I guess, what is she supposed to say in the moment? No, that's not what I want to do. I mean, I think she's trying to use the, the, the therapy visits as a way to find out more about why he is reluctant to touch her and this and that. So, I mean, she, I, it's, a, I, I would just be so exhausted if I was her, if I was Pia, if I was me. I mean, honestly, I, I just, I don't know 
I get, I honestly give all these people credit from from production to to whoever maybe gives them everybody snacks to the experts that I would just go home and be like, you know what? We gave it a shot. Let's just let's call this season. Let's call it, let's just take a neat take a year. And we we're running out of couples. The ones that are here, they're just they're fading hard. We we are not gonna be able to do this. I want to. I want to call know. permanent lunch. Yeah. Let's yes. Exactly. Um, I want to know why. Why have we not seen an expert meet with one person one on one this season, other than Orion and Lauren? Because I feel like that is something that could be very useful with Brennan and Emily. Well, I don't think he's I don't think he's open to it because I think he said, I don't want to do therapy. And I think if she sits down with someone, even if it's on the show as an individual, he's going to feel like he's an individual therapy. And he already said he's not open to that. Okay. See, I just thought it was like part of the show, like part of the like, hey, we get to like we get to sit and talk to you and try to help guide you, you know, just kind of how it used to be a rule that you had to move into the apartment after you get married. But I guess really it's a free for all at this point. Yeah. I get the idea. He would just be like, no, thank you. Um, yeah. But I I think, I, look, do I believe that in the moment when he suggests things, she just goes along with it? Yeah, she has been because she seems like she, when she does, she says off camera, he's reactive and that stuff isn't seen because he doesn't want people to see it. Um, she says it, it, things don't align. The things that he says don't align. And then with the way he treats me off camera, she said that a bunch of times. And so, yeah, she's like, you're not, it, it doesn't all just get to go be brushed under the rug because y'all had one good fucking day. <laughs> it's so true that the when they were talking to Pia and again, I'm all my my head is spinning, but I guess it was when Brennan said something, he's like, yeah, Emily always speaks her mind and I don't know where this is coming from. And then he says that Emily will say to him, I don't know why I was nervous to tell you that you reacted greatly. And then she comes in here and tells you, I'm nervous to tell him things because of how he might act. And Emily's like, yeah, that's literally the same thing. What I just <laughs> said to Pete, that was, you. We, those were the exact words, but just different pronouns or whatever the you know who first yeah. person third person those it's exactly what i just said i mean that was a slam dunk and i don't know how he didn't just get up and leave yeah i know i agree i think that um he doesn't understand that yes yeah, she can be nervous to tell him things and sometimes he takes it a little bit better than she expected okay it doesn't mean she's not always going to be nervous to tell him things because she's also saying off camera he throws fucking hissy fits so yeah. I don't, I mean, I, that's why I think she was, I think she was really defensive on after party. I think she was like, this is going nowhere. I mean, she basically told Keisha to get better questions. I was oh like, my God. If that I was, was amazing, it was, I just felt like I would have, that's the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching after party for all of them. And then, you know, and then she got a little bit emotional later and you kind of understood like that's where this was coming from. She's so frustrated. and. She just did not like the, uh, you know, line of questioning that was happening. But it was, I, I think that Keisha was doing, I will say, I thought Keisha was doing the right thing because she was trying to say, well, what is it 
when you say, you know, how he pivots and things don't align and um, all of this stuff, what was it that he was saying? Like, what are your, you keep bringing up things, but you're not giving me the specifics of what was said. And I think Keisha was just like, tell me exactly what was said so we can understand from your perspective why you're so frustrated with this. And I think Emily thought like, why don't you already get it? Like, it would just, it was a very, (laughs) I mean, it was so uncomfortable. And it's funny because Mark watched after party with me and, and during that part, it was funny. He, he was very much on Emily's side. A hundred percent was like, why is, why is, I don't think he didn't realize it was Keisha. He's like, why is the host keep doing, why is, why is the host keep digging at her? And I think it's like, if you knew the, maybe the situation more, but the one part where when Ke- when Keisha's like, well, it seems like he was really surprised. Like he'd never heard these things before. And I-, I felt like Emily wanted, was trying not to scream until she tasted blood and say, it's because he's pretending to be the victim and he is, he's, it's working. Look, it worked, you know? And I think that was what was really frustrating. Yes. And I agree with that. And I think, look, I, I thought Keisha was just trying to get her to, I think she was trying to get her to say, um, she said, I'm, I'm trying to speak up and not get all the repercussions after. Right. Right. And so Keisha was like, well, so what are the normal repercussions? Like, what is it? And then she was like, well, he paces and blah, blah, blah. But I think she was trying to get her to say sort of before she finally said that kind of a more specific thing. And, but I, I think, I, I, I think to Emily's point and to your, and to Mark's point, <laughs> your lover's point, your fiance's My point. My fiance. It was very clear. She's saying, "I this is the guy does one thing on camera and acts one way on camera, and then when I bring up anything off camera, I get fucking told I'm an idiot. I get told I'm a loser. I get this. I get that. He shuts down. He leaves. He doesn't. You know all these things. So we've been being. She's been telling us that. So right, I think right. she's just like, what? What more do you need to know? The guy's Jekyll and Hyde here, and I'm getting fucking sick of it. And the only time I feel like I can actually bring things up and speak for myself is when there's a professional sitting in the room who can maybe hopefully get him to see my side because he won't listen to me. Right. Right. I mean, I think she's got to be so just tired at this point of, of like, you guys, you're, you're falling for it. It's not, I'm trying to tell, I'm screaming and no one can hear me. Uh, speaking of screaming and everyone and no one can hear us, I think we have kept the, the fine. Oh my God. Folks. We're sick. Yeah. We're, know, we're, we're like an hour and a half here. So we, um, we're going to go over to Patreon cause we have more thoughts. We didn't even get this far into all of that as much as I wanted to. So we have more to say. And like I said last week, all of a sudden random things come up during this too. So please join us on Patreon. If you can, it's a great way to support us giving all this, um, content. It's $7 a month. If you're able to join, please do. And if not, of course, um, hitting a little five-star review, giving us a couple of girls on Apple or Spotify is always also very helpful and keep listening and tell your friends. And if we don't see you on Patreon, we will see you next Thursday, uh, with more blood curdling screams. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Are you my podcast? 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 
Are you my podcast? Are you my podcast? Are you my podcast?